Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. Hey, what is going on, church? Hey, y'all, can we give it up for those online? Thank you so much for joining us. You could have scrolled anywhere you chose to be here today. And I believe you're not here by accident. I believe that God has a word for you in this message. So we're so pleased you are here. If you are here for the first time, you are in the middle of a series called Citizens of Heaven, Now What? Citizens of Heaven, Now What? Where we're breaking down just what it means to live a kingdom-centered lifestyle in the midst of a racially, socially, and politically heated time. And yes, it's been crazy. I mean, there's been deep division in our nation. People are feeling more isolated than ever. We're hurt, we're tired, we're confused. We're in the midst of a crazy pandemic that we're all tired of. And Republicans and Democrats are fighting like Crips and Bloods. It just doesn't seem that there's no end to the madness. People are on edge. And as a result, more mentally unstable than ever. The Psychiatric Times reports that anxiety symptoms among populations were three times higher this year than last year. And that's a conservative report. More and more research indicates that there's troubling news today when it comes to depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation. So I think today we should talk about mental health. See, see, I believe that Jesus, he wants his sons and daughters to press into this idea of wholeness, to make sure that the whole person is is good, which is why I believe we should create space to talk about mental well-being. And you may not want to talk about it for fear of what others think, for fear of what this and that is is going on. So we would keep it to ourselves, right? But we got to talk about it. And before I get into the message, I want to be clear about just a few things. Um, You know, as a person working in the mental health industry for years, I know how complex, I know how complicated this issue can be. And so I just want to say that this message is not about um, oversimplifying. Uh, It's not about, um, you know, um, you know, making light of this issue, because I believe that Jesus, he wants to partner with us. He wants to meet us in the middle of this mental health crisis unto breakthrough. And if you are here today and you are engaging in mental health therapies of any sort, whether that's medication, whether that's um, seeing a counselor, whether that's therapies of any sort, I am not saying to stop or discontinue that therapy. No, 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 no. In fact, I'm not even saying that you're the weaker Christian, that you somehow don't pack enough faith. I'm saying that, again, God wants to meet us there to partner with those medications, to partner with those therapies unto more mental health breakthrough. In fact, we have resources on our our website, thevineyardchurch.us forward slash care. You can visit there. You can get connected to counseling. You can get connected to community resources. 
all in the name of mental health for sons and daughters. Now that I got that off my chest, you know, I just wanted to say what I'm not saying. Let's go in as we explore mental health for citizens of heaven. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, you're here already. You're stirring among us already. I pray that you help open eyes, open ears, so that we may hear and see you on a whole new level when it comes to mental health as sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, amen. In the church said amen. Amen. I remember years ago being involved with a passionate disagreement with baby girl, with my wife and my kids, you know, they were like, mom and dad, stop arguing. I was like, no, we're not arguing. We had to correct them. We had to tell them that passionate disagreements happen in every marriage and everything. But, you know, we had a passionate disagreement in this episode, I had to go outside to get some fresh air. Your boy had to get some fresh air. You know, baby girl got underneath your boy's skin. Your boy got underneath baby girl's skin. And, you know, things were happening. And, and so I went out to get some fresh air. And when I went out there, I was hit up with fleeting thoughts, y'all. Fleeting thoughts of, of self-harm and, and suicidal ideation. Crazy. It's, it was so not character for me. Thoughts like clay. People are better off without you here. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa what? I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking this, what's going on? And if it's like snapped out of it, like, whoa, what am I even thinking? Jesus, you're amazing. This problem is gonna get solved. Everything's going to be good. But these thoughts came out of nowhere at a time when I was weak, in a moment of weakness. Can anybody here relate to that? Or is it just me? Maybe you had a fleeting thought that entertained the notion that, you know what, the world may be better off without you too. I don't know. Not only can these crazy thoughts come, but you know what, these, these feelings, these especially feelings of, of depression. One minute, I'm on this emotional high, I'm doing good, I'm wrecking shop for the kingdom, bop, 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 bop. you know what I'm saying, I'm taking care of business. And the next minute, I could be in a conversation with somebody, I could be leaving a meeting, I could be scrolling on social media, and then all of a sudden, hit upside the head with feelings. Feelings of depression that leads me to think depressed thoughts and have me question things like, yeah, boy's value whether or not people actually are feeling me or not, whether people actually like me. And it comes in questions like, yo, do you even matter, Clay? Are you even making a difference out there? Do you even, do people even like you? As if I just forgot about how God and I were on the same page. As if, as if I just forgot that God had called me to something unto more. And he has called me with plans and promises and all the good things I can feel still confused or lonely or isolated, like I'm drowning in this, this sea of depression. What's up with that? Can anybody here relate or, or is that just me? As one of your pastors, I know this all too well, where these fleeting thoughts and fleeting feelings will come in and take up space and occupy space in our minds. And to be real, to be there's there's so many people impacted by this thing where our thoughts and our feelings spiral out of control and lead us to contemplate things that are not of God. But how in the world, how in the world as we, as citizens of heaven, 
How can we keep our mind focused on things above, not things on this earth? How can we focus on things above, not things on this earth where we can be so tied to worry, to fear, to depression, to all kinds of things that can lead us down deep, dark paths and roads that God's definitely not leading us. Well, let's check out what God has to say about this because our God is a wonderful counselor. Hey, our God is a wonderful counselor and he has a lot to say about mental health. So let's check out what he has to say to us today because there are a lot of mic drop verses and there are promises that have been clutched in my life and I pray that it will be clutch for you as well. And there's a gem found in 1 Corinthians 2.16. It reads this, for who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? The answer to Paul's rhetorical question is absolutely nobody. Nobody in their right strength, in their right mind, can instruct the word. He didn't ask it for a real answer. He asked it because obviously nobody can. Okay, just let's let's get that um, let's get that out there. So, for who can understand the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? Nobody. But, and I love how when you hear "but" in Scripture, you know it's followed with good news. You know it's followed. That's why I like to call them biblical buts. Okay, we have, but we have the mind of Christ. So let's break this down. So Paul is getting at the Corinthian church and he's explaining how it's impossible in our own mind to understand the mind of the Lord. But sons and daughters of God not only get this amazing access to God, not only do we have eternal life with him, not only do we have this amazing gift of Holy Spirit to help us live like Jesus, but we have access to this amazing, incredible inheritance with the mind of Christ to help us think like Jesus. Come on, are you kidding me? This is a game changer. Look to your neighbor and say, game changer. Type in the chat and say, game changer. We've been privileged, y'all, to think like Jesus, which pretty much, are y'all ready for this? Y'all, check it out. We've been privileged to think like Jesus, which pretty much empowers us to steward our thought life. Wait a minute, Clay. Now, I know that I'm empowered to, to, you know, steward my spiritual life. I know I'm empowered to, to steward my financial life. Shout out to Ben and Leah Winger, Kingdom Finance all day. What, what? You know, I, I know I'm empowered to steward my social media life, even though I really don't like to steward that, Lord, you know, but I'm empowered to steward my social media life. Some of y'all need to get that on lock for real, for real. Okay, I'm just saying. Anyway, moving on, moving on. I know I'm empowered to store all these things, but my thought life, Clay, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, cray cray, I know, but it's truth. Sons and daughters are empowered to steward their thought life. And scripture hooks it up and sheds light on three pro tips to help us steward our thought life. Three pro tips that can help us steward the mind of Christ that we've been given. And these pro tips are Recognize, renew, repeat. Recognize, renew, 
and repeat. The first pro tip is recognize. The first thing we've got to do is to recognize. Recognize that we are not the only player on the field. Recognize that there is another player out there who seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. Listen, in John 10, 10 all day, Jesus said, the enemy, the thief, the enemy comes to kill, steal, destroy. But I, Jesus, Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. But so Jesus inherently knew that there was an enemy on the field. In fact, he also knew that the enemy is not your friend, that he is an equal opportunity destroyer. Check out more strong language that Jesus uses to describe the enemy. Check it out in John 8, 44. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. You see, Jesus wasn't pulling no punches. Jesus didn't come to play games. Jesus recognized the difference between the father and the father of lies. He recognized the difference between the father and the father of lies. And because we have the mind of Christ, we are now empowered to recognize the father versus the father of lies as well too. Listen, sons and daughters of God have the mind of Christ. And because we have the mind of Christ, we are empowered to recognize the voice of the father versus the father of lies. First thing we gotta do is recognize. The mind of Christ also recognizes something else. This is imperative, this is important. Recognize that we, that all the negative thoughts that we think, all the negative feelings we feel may not be our own. Check out what I mean, Ephesians 6, 16, baby, check it out. It reads this, in addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Those, those fiery arrows though, I'm, I, I have a feeling that some of us have been hit with one too many fiery arrows for 2020, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about these fire, fiery arrows though for a minute, can we? These fiery arrows aren't just circumstances. These fiery arrows aren't just, isn't just persecution, isn't just, um, negative things that happen to you in and through your life, in and around your life. They're also thoughts and feelings, y'all. They're also thoughts and feelings sent to slowly kill your faith in God. Y'all, to get you to stop believing that God is good all the time and all the time God is. To get you to stop believing that you are a masterpiece to God to get you to stop believing all the good things that God has to say to you and all the good things that you get to do for the Lord. Thoughts like no one really appreciates you by reader. Thoughts like no one really thinks you're valuable fiery arrow. Thoughts like you're a loser Pow, fiery arrow to your mind. But when we hold up the shield of faith, Y'all, when we hold up the shield, not of our faith, but when we hold up the shield of his faith, that's when we quench the fiery arrows. Why? Why? Because, listen, this is so good. When we hold up the shield of his faith, we are believing what he believes about us. We are believing what he believes about us. That's what quenches.
challenges to fiery arrows. That's why we can say, nope, I'm the apple of his eye, sucker. Bam, fiery arrows quench. Nope, I'm a masterpiece to God. Bam, nope, I know what God feels about me. Bam, and I believe what he believes about me. We cannot afford to have one single thought that's not in his mind in ours. That's how we stop the fiery arrows. One of the enemy's strategy, y'all, is to get us to think like the old you so you can question whether you're the new you. So the first pro tip, Renata would not only recognize the voice of the father versus the father of lies, recognize that every negative thought that we have come in our mind may not be from you. It may be coming from the father of lies. Second pro tip, renew. Someone say renew. Renew. One of the biggest tricks of the enemy is not only to get us to own the negative thinking, to own the negative thinking, but in such a way that our minds grow dull with discerning the will of God. Now, 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 the passage I'm about to read, I know is overused for some of us. I, I get that. But I don't want the familiarity of this verse to rob us of the breakthrough that's coming from this truth. There is breakthrough coming from this truth. Romans 12, 2 all day. Check it out. It reads this. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. If you are in Christ, check it out. If you are in Christ, you got a new heart. There's nothing the enemy can do about that. He cannot rob your salvation, but you also have a new mind. And when you have a new mind, guess what you got to do with that new mind? Renew it. If you don't renew it, you're going to fail to discern the will of God for your life. And if, But if we do renew our minds, we will discern more the will of God for our life. See, some of us are still trying to drag the dead you. Remember, when you came to Christ, you are, behold, a new creation. All things passed away. Behold, the new is here, right? You are a new creation. That means that you left the old you. You, you left the dead you, the corpse you, in the grave. That means that you now have to renew your mind, renew new thinking in your mind. Some of us are still thinking like the old dead you the old stinking corpse you, which is why it's called stinking thinking. But the mind of Christ, we're empowered to steward our thought life, but only, hey, hey, check it out, only with the help of Holy Spirit. So how do we renew our minds? How do we renew our minds, Clay? Well, I'm glad you asked. That's an amazing question, I'm glad, I'm glad you asked. There's a fascinating passage, a money script in 2 Corinthians 10.5. Y'all, this provides strategy for renewing your mind. Real talk, peep gang, check it out. 2 Corinthians 10.5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought every thought, someone say every thought, every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Y'all, this is warfare language. This is warfare language. As citizens of heaven, we must understand that there are two kingdoms at war and that our mind, y'all check it out, our mind is a battlefield. Our mind is a battlefield, which is why we've been given the privilege to have the mind of Christ so we can live victoriously in our thought life. Woo! Come on, are you ready? Are you ready? Do you hear what I'm saying? We have the power to live victoriously in our thought life. And you know what? 2 Corinthians 10.5 gives us permission to assess every thought. 
Every thought, every thought, every thought that comes into our mind, bam, bam, wait a minute, wait a minute, you can assess it. Hey, are you truth? Are you from the Father? Do you line up with everything the Father believes about me? Do you line up with everything about the Father? He, he, he knows about me and that I know about him. Okay, you can come in. But if you are a, a lie, get out of here. If you are a half-truth, get out of here. If you're a portion of the truth or twisting the truth, get out of here. Imagine for a minute that you got a new house and you got mail that was to your residence. I got mail to my residence, but it's not for me. You know what I mean? It's for somebody else, someone else's name on it. Do I own it? Like it's mine? Do I hmm, read it? If it's a bill, do I pay for it? Nope, you know what I'm doing? Return the sender, get that out of here. And I got more mail coming my way. Wait a minute, hmm, what do I do with it? I'll return the sender, get that out of here. I got more mail coming, let's see, no, it's not for me. And what do I do? Return the sender, get that out of here. Listen, we have the mind of Christ. Our mind is a battlefield. Therefore, the mind of Christ empowers us to take captive every thought, to make it obedient to Christ. Everything coming into my mind, assess, weigh, have the power to move on. So renew, renew. Not only do we renew to take captive every thought, but we also renew that we may discern more and more of the will of God. This leads me to the third pro tip. As citizens of heaven, we must repeat. Someone say, repeat. Type in the chat, repeat. We must repeat the renewing of the truth that sets us free. We must repeat the renewing of his thoughts. The things he thinks about me, I must be repeating in my mind so that his thoughts become my thoughts. We must repeat the renewing of our minds. Scripture says that we must be transformed in the renewing. That means that we must continuously renew, not for a season, not for a day, not for a year, but continuously renew. This is ongoing, but I must stress, the only way we're gonna see success in renewing our minds is through the power of the Spirit. This cannot be done on our own efforts or we will burn out. This is only done when we check it out, check it out. This is a bonus pro tip, y'all. This can only be done when we rely on Holy Spirit. We must rely on Holy Spirit's help. This is not me doing things in my own effort. This is not me strumming up my own efforts and my own strength. This is Holy Spirit. We must rely on Holy Spirit as we recognize, renew, repeat, recognize, renew, repeat. You know, when Martina and I had this passionate discussion and all those fleeting thoughts of self-harm and, and, and suicidal ideation came and, and hit me up in my moment of weakness, I had to recognize, I had to recognize that those thoughts were not coming from me, but those thoughts were coming from the father of lies. And I had to renew my mind. I had to renew my mind in my thinking of the Father and what the Father says about me. I'm renewing my mind. I'm taking every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. And I am renewing my mind so I can discern the will of God. 
And I'm repeating, I'm repeating his words. I'm repeating his truth. I'm repeating his promises. I'm repeating everything he says about me in scripture. That's why it's so good to get in the word. It's so good to know his truth. Repeat, put that on replay all day. And all of this has to be done with relying. I had to rely on Holy Spirit to empower me through this whole process. These are winning strategies that I believe that have helped me. Yeah, it helped your boy, because you know what? After all that, I went back and made up with baby girl, and you know, we made up. We did not go to bed angry, put it that way. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we kind of, we made up, but, but I'm getting away from myself, okay? Just, it's coming back, we're bringing it back. Well, anyway, what I'm saying is that there's breakthrough. There was breakthrough in my mind. And I believe that that same strategy will provide breakthrough for you, church. We have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ that will empower us to steward our thought life. I wish I could say that this was easy, but I cannot. I cannot. But I can say that if we place our trust, if we place our dependency, if we place our faith in God and rely, rely on Holy Spirit to help us to renew our minds, to recognize, renew, and repeat, this will put us on the path to even more victory in the area of mental health. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, wow, you're amazing. I pray, Lord God, that you empower your sons and daughters. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our hearts, Lord, that we may see you more in this process. Empower us more in this way so that we can be even more victorious in our thought life. To remind us that we have the mind of Christ. In Jesus' name. And the church said amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.